Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number, episode 130. Title, Mush? Oh, bollocks. Um, are we going with At Home Under the Hammers? We certainly are. I'm glad you're right on the ball today, Kevin. Yes. Yeah. At Home Under the Hammers. Fantastic. Today, we will discuss the return of the Premier League uh, and the second home game of the season against West Ham. We have Tim joining us, as usual, to preview our probably ill-fated trip to the Etihad next Saturday. Uh, we have the usual news, including the first player and goal of the month of the season and an international roundup from the Moscow Mush. All this and much more. But first, let's get him in, shall we? The Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Or are we out on deck this week? I don't know. Uh, yeah, at least that's what I think they've been calling me. <laughs> 
Uh, how are you anyway? I'm all right. Yeah, all right. Just all right. Nice break from uh, science. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, you think, uh, you know, a week or two off would be nice, actually. But uh, I've kind of been missing watching some quality football because, to be honest, the qualifiers and friendlies don't really interest me as, as much as the league. No, I, I mean, it's good to be back. Premier League wise I mean I hate weekends with no domestic football isn't it like an empty feeling and I'm like you I don't really enjoy watching England as much as I used to especially after you know the the Euros in the summer it's still yeah still a bit sore but yeah that gestalt still open (laughs) yeah um but yeah I'm um I'm okay thanks for asking yeah yeah that's good I didn't even have to ask well no um (laughs) I'm a bit bit sleepy grumpy in fact, I think I've been all the seven dwarfs over the past few days, apart from happy. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, mate. You know me. You know. Me. Yeah. What have you been up to anyway? Um, working, uh, just catching up on watching all of the stuff that I've missed. Not much, really. Good. Good. Although this morning, yeah, did uh, have a trip to the heliport, but I wasn't flying, unfortunately. Yes, I did see this. Yeah, I saw your picture. It was, um, how was it? How did it all go? Yeah, it was interesting, you know, but it was a, a present for the in-laws for the birthday, send them up in the helicopter. Uh, but wait, yeah, they, wait, they share a birthday? Uh, there was only a few days apart, so uh, yeah, they got a joint present. I mean, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it's really interesting. I've been to a helipop before. It's it quite, it's felt like a little kid. Right, should we get into some ITN news, Kevin? Uh, yeah, we got some. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, Kev, shall we kick off with the international roundup? I mean, there's a couple of things that happening outside of um, the internationals. Yeah, Theo is um, injured, apparently. Yep. That's how he wasn't in the matchday squad yesterday. Um, Yes, Stu's still got that kneeling calf injury. Um, Yeah, Thierry Small's been having issues with his knee, apparently. Yeah, that's a new one. I mean, I don't really see a way for him into the squad at the moment anyway. No, but but possibly about against Sheffield United in the, in the Carabao Cup, he could, could see some action if he's fit. If he's, if he's fit, yeah. Sure. All right, international roundup. OK, I'm going to take these in alphabetical order just for variety's sake. So we'll start with uh, Che Adams, Shane McAdams. Yeah, he took part in all three of Scotland's World Cup qualifiers. Uh, he was in the starting lineup in the 2-0 loss in Denmark on the 1st of September. He played 71 minutes there, not particularly spectacularly. Uh, he didn't start the 1-0 win over Moldova on the 4th of September, but he was subbed on in the 61st minute. Uh, he then started and won the decisive penalty in the 1-0 away win over Austria three days later and... Um, according to some people, a man of the match performance that uh, riled Ralph Hatzenhutl for all the right reasons, <laughs> as he alluded to in his uh, pre-match press conference. Did you hear that? I didn't, no. I'm, I'm curious. What was this? Yeah, he said he was going to have to have words with uh, Che after that, after beating Austria with <laughs> Scotland. Oh, uh, of course. Too. I didn't put two and two together then when you said that. Of course, yeah. So, ah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, from A to B, uh, Jan Bednarek, uh, he was also included in the Poland squad for all three of their World Cup qualifiers. Uh, he played the full 90 minutes and picked up a yellow card in Poland's 
4-1 home win against Albania on the 2nd of September. Uh, he was an unused sub in the 7-1 win uh, in San Marino on the 5th of September. So, I mean, they didn't keep a clean sheet against San Marino, but you can't really blame Jan Bejdarek for this one. Yeah, Janek came back three days later, put in a solid 90 minutes in Poland's one-all draw with England in Warsaw on the 8th of September. Did you watch that one at all? Uh, little bits, little bits. Just a highlight, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was edgier than it needed to be, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Armando Broja. Uh, I think it's pronounced Broja. I did have a look. Uh, I've been in the in the off off uh, season. I've been learning a bit of Albanian, and uh, of course yeah. you have. I mean, why 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 wouldn't you? What else are you going to do with that weekend off? Um, and it turns out it is Broja. Broja. So, ah, Broja. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if we can pass it on. I don't imagine anyone's going to pronounce it that way. But well, um, we've had bro, first... we've had Broja, Broja, Broja. Yeah. We've had it all. Broja, Broja. Like he's not. Spanish, uh, he is Albanian, so yeah, Broya it is. Broya, um, okay, I have to remember that. <laughs> yes, if, I, I'm going to fuck it up by the end of this sentence. <laughs> um, but yeah, he had a role in two of Albania's three World Cup qualifiers. He wasn't included in the matchday squad for the 4-1 loss to Poland on the 2nd of September, but uh, Eduardo Reya, he learned his lesson and started him in that home match against Hungary on the 5th, in which uh, I'm going to call him Armando Broyadona <laughs> scored an absolute wonder goal. Um, yeah, brilliant solo run, classy finish uh, to seal the deal and get the winner in the 87th minute to beat Hungary 1-0. Um, I, I do like to see Hungary beaten these days, you know. Why is that? Um, just because of their horrific racist fans. Uh, yeah, they, they really anger me, so fuck them. <laughs> yeah. As much as I like Hungarian people, uh, yeah. The fans aren't, aren't the best. But yeah, I mean, he almost repeated that yesterday, didn't he? He did, a nice little solo run. Yeah, it was sort of very similar. Um, and then on the 8th, he came on in the second half to score one and assist another in Albania's 5-0 outing against San Marino. And there good. you are. Um, Moose Gineppo, he played the full 90 and uh, he did win a penalty in this match uh, that was against Rwanda. I mean, um, it wasn't did... against Chad. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that one was cancelled again. But yeah, they, they were playing Rwanda. Uh, he played the full 90 minutes. He won a penalty, took the penalty, and the penalty was saved. But uh, it didn't really matter because they came out 1-0 winners anyway. He didn't get to play at the St. Mary's Stadium, would you believe it? It's called. Is it really? Oh. Wow, good work. I didn't Uganda. know that. Uganda. Every Saints fan's uh, secretly a fan in Uganda as well. Um, yeah, that nil-nil draw, uh, dull as it was, didn't include an opponent's squad. Mo Elianusi, he started all three of Norway's World Cup qualifiers. He played 90 and got a booking in their one-all draw with the Netherlands on the first. Um, he scored the second goal, a tiny little left-footed finish. Uh, in their one, two, sorry, 2 0 win over Latvia. And uh, he played 81 minutes in their 5 1 home destruction of Gibraltar on the 7th. So, all of those players, right? I mean, they've played two or three international games in the space of a week. So, it's no wonder, really, that none of them were included in the starting lineup. Gineppo was. Yeah. But, I mean, he only played one match and that was like right at the beginning on the 1st of September. So he did get a, you know, a good 
what, 10 days, 11 days rest. That's, that's fair enough. We didn't. We don't have any Brazilians, do we? <laughs> uh, Actually, we got Lianco, but he wasn't uh, wasn't involved. No. Yeah. Yeah. So a few others. Uh, Tino Livramento, another man at the moment. Yeah, he uh, played his well. The first England Under-21s qualifier that he was supposed to be included in, uh, that was called off due to a COVID outbreak in Romania. Uh, so he missed his chance there. But he did get his first cap in England's Under-21s. 2-0 win over Kosovo on the 7th. Shane Long, yeah, I think maybe we said this before, but he had to withdraw from the Ireland squad because he tested positive for the Rona. So, the Rona. yeah, he didn't take part in Ireland's uh, internationals against Portugal and Azerbaijan. I think, yeah, uh, that's why Cristiano Ronaldo managed to um, get those goals off. It's because Shane wasn't there. That's it. That's the only reason. And one little mention, Thierry Small, um, was included in the larger squad for the England under-18s. Um, they played Wales in a friendly, which uh, ended 1-1. But as far as I see, he wasn't actually playing at all in that match. So um didn't see any action. Knee injury. Knee injury. Yep, that explains it. Um, that's the international random. That's it. Good work, Kevin. Good, good work. Um, I've got to hear your voice again, I'm afraid, because you're going to announce the player and goal of the month. All right, I'll keep my records going. Um, yeah, we gave all of our followers and other people the chance to vote for their player of the month. Our four choices were uh, Adam Armstrong, mostly Sue, Moe Nusi, and Tina Livramento. Um, did, did hear it was a little bit unfair to leave out Redmond? It wouldn't have mattered because... Uh, Tino absolutely swept it with 71% of the vote. Well done. It's official player of the month for August and uh, goal of the month. Uh, a, a lot to yeah. choose from. A dirty dozen, yeah. Um, it was difficult to get it down to four, but we did manage that. Uh, you got uh, Adam Armstrong's opener against the Everton, uh, Breuer's against Newport, the second one, uh, Redmond's against Newport, and uh, KWP's first half goal against Newport. Um, again, running away with it this time, Adam Armstrong, 78% of the vote. I think the only reason he ran away with that is because people couldn't remember which goal was which in that Newport destruction. So I think it was just easier to, to give it to Adam Armstrong. Maybe it was the uh, the moment as well, being that it was his first game in the Premier League for, for Saints and... Um, yeah, it was a nice, nice finish because he it's put a it fucking fabulous finish. Yeah, he took it top corner when he didn't need to, did he? Really, just gave Pickford no hope whatsoever. But yeah, a, a good, classy finish from a classy number nine. So yeah, well deserved, Adam Armstrong. Yes. Um, I, I do want to say something, Kevin. Uh, Michael Oberfemi uh, completed his transfer to Swansea on deadline day. Kevin, I know you're a fan of him, and I, I guess it's always sad to see an academy graduate leave but yeah this this one I am a little bit upset about this one to be honest I mean because academy graduate you put a lot of stock into you really really hope they're going to make some make something for themselves at this club and when it doesn't quite happen it's yeah it's a little bit sad to see him go but you know he became a Republic of Ireland international 39 appearances for Saints five goals uh, and we always remember that that last gas equaliser at Old Trafford. So, oh yes. W- wish him the best of luck at Swansea. Yeah, definitely. It's a frustrating one. I mean, I've heard pe- you know people slag him off all the time, saying he's shit. Um, I think his performances don't match his potential. I think he's he's got a good future ahead of him if he wants it. 
but yeah, I mean, well, you know, the rumours of him, well, the reports of him going out to, to Budabar and um, playing silly buggers with Jan Valery and that sort of thing, uh, yeah, annoys me. But yeah, because there is a chance there. I mean, we've got Armstrong, Che. You can't really count it, Long, really, can you, it? really? You can't really count Long. Well, we've got Wrong, Broyer, Bro- Bro- he's Bro- on loan anyway. Bro- on loan, and let's face it, Tuchel's not going to let him go now, is he? So, yeah, there, 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 was a, there was a chance for him. I just don't think that he and Ralph were on the same page. Yeah, probably not. But another thing that's incredible is the fee he went for. Was it just two and a half million? Yeah. Yes, yeah, a good bit of business from Swansea. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, if uh, they can get him to get his head down, they could have a bit of a bargain there. But yeah, best of luck to him. Um, good luck in the promotion charge. Yep, absolutely. Um, and speaking of promotion charges, uh, Kane Ramsey at Crew. <laughs> I say that through gritted teeth, of course, because they're struggling. Um, played no part in Crew's 1-0 away win at Shrewsbury Town uh, in the Papa John's Trophy. Uh, yesterday, they played Shrewsbury again. Um, and he played as a wing back and they drew 1-1, uh, d- did once again pick up his customary booking. That's his fourth of the season now. That's mental. Self-suspended, son. Yeah. They remain second from bottom. They picked up one point in their last five. So not great stuff from uh, from, <laughs> from crew. Um, Dan and Linda lose Lincoln. Um, big, big win uh, for the Imps yesterday. They won 5-1 at Cambridge. However, Dan and Lindelou sat on the bench for the whole duration. But the win does lift Lincoln up to 16th now. So that was that was good. That was well needed for them because they were struggling also. Uh, and Will Ferry's Crawley 2-1 win against Carlisle United. Uh, played 61 minutes and picked up a booking. <laughs> what have we done to these lads, eh? Years of watching Romeo, I guess. And we also picked up a booking yesterday. Yeah, fairly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why he probably got substituted off. But yeah, Crawley... Um, Crawling off the bottom of the table. They are 19th in League Two, so yeah, not great. 23rd, 16th and 19th from our low knees. B team! Not much better either. Uh, lost 2-1 away to Middlesbrough. A goal from uh, Kazima Legbees with our goal. Uh, and last week was the Premier League Cup against Arsenal and a 1-1 draw. A goal from Caleb Watts. And Friday night, Fulham away. Lost 3-0. OK, uh, you know, Fulham are setting the standards this season so far, but very disappointing again. Bojack's really going through it at the moment, isn't he? And still uh, yeah. at the bottom of the league. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. A lot of, lot of injuries in that in that Fulham game. So a lot of um, under-18s had to come in and it's a young team, obviously. But it's, it's getting even younger and they're just not gelling very well, are they? They're struggling in this league also. Bloody hell. Can we end on a high note? The women's uh, not letting us down at all. They have been absolutely incredible. They've been a, a joy to cover. Um, but, you know, I want to start off with some sad news from the camp because uh, Rachel Panting has joined Oxford. This is a sad one as well because she's been a massive part of the team's recent success. You know, role models, scores absolute bangers. Losing a big, big player, um, and she's got bags of experience. So I, I, I am really sad about this one because I, I've reached out to her a few times, and you know, with her busy work, football commitments, she still always found the time to, to answer my questions. And she seems like such a great person, and, I, and I'm gutted she's leaving. It's, it's, it's a sad one. It really, is sad. I'm probably more sad about this one than I am about Oberfemi. But you know, yeah, just wishing her nothing but the best. For, for our Oxford and 
I will personally keep an eye on them now just to check how she's doing. And please, everyone, go and check out her you know, wonder goal against Coventry or, you know, her hit against Lewis or any other goal she scores because she hits them pretty well. Yeah, that really did come as a shock yesterday when I saw the news on Twitter. I know. You broke it to me as well. I didn't know. As soon as you sent that to me, I was like, no. But yeah, it, it's, it's sad. It is sad. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it is time to move on, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, but onto their results. Perfect. Five wins from five. It's just been amazing. After winning their third straight game against Chichester and Selsey, uh, they had a home game against Gillingham and they only won 9-0. Goals from Ella Morris, two of them. Uh, Georgie Freeland, two of them. A hat-trick from Ella Pusey. Uh, and goals from Sophia Faroa uh, and Kira Watling rounding it off. Um, and uh. then... They hit, uh, they hit the capital to play Hounslow, and they only went and won nine 0 again. What Another, again? Again. Three in a row. Oh, yeah, oh. no, two, two nine nils in a row. <laughs> You're a twat. <laughs> <laughs> Another two goals from Ella Pusey, a, a hat trick from Kira Watling, uh, and goals from Georgie Freeland, Sophia Farrow, and the first of the season for uh, Shelley Proven. That's five wins in a row, hundred percent record, top of the league. 26 goals scored, one conceded, and that was a penalty. They've been incredible. So, you know, bring on the next. Um, and the next actually is uh, Cheltenham Town, and I think they're playing right now in the National League Cup. Actually, that kicks off in, at 2 o'clock this afternoon. So, yes, look out for that one. This is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. Okay, Kevin, West Ham United yesterday, Saturday afternoon, nil-nil again, just like last year. In fact, we failed to score at home to West Ham since December 2018. That was a Redmond goal and a 2-1 loss. Me and you were in the Northern for that game, Mush. I don't know if you remember, but um, Felipe Anderson at the double for them. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell, Redmond scoring a goal. That yeah. was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, West Ham always seem to have success against us. I don't know. They, you know, they've won more Premier League games against us than they have against anyone else, with a total of 58 goals scored. Um, they've only scored more against Newcastle and Spurs. So yeah, not not a great record against them, but nil nil this time. Um, some changes then. Uh, Redmond made his uh, his first start of the season. Adams dropped to the bench. Perro recalled in place of Kyle Walker Peters. Uh, Kev, were you? happy with the starters and we well we surprised that kwp not there surprised redmond got the nod um wow so many questions um and yeah i did have a lot of questions when the squad came out but i mean yeah thinking back to international break and how intense it was um it is understandable that someone left out um kbob wp left out again um we've seen him do that before so it's nothing new so yeah i mean more or less happy. But yeah, Red, Redmond up front, um, if that is what it was. Well, does... sorry to, to interrupt. But yeah, no, the, the, when the lineups were announced, it did say it was a 4 2 2 2. But yeah, I mean, in fact, it, it looked like Armstrong was on his own, wasn't it? And it looked more like a 4 1 4 1 or 4 5, whatever you want to look at it. Um, but I, I, I thought it was a 4 1 4 1, to be honest. Um, Elianusi looked to be more central, didn't he? Red, Redmond and Gineppo had the flanks. And uh, James Wood-Prowse was more advanced, leaving like Romeo to protect the back four. 
And that, that's how I saw it anyway. Yeah, although, you know, they, they did switch between formations and it was, you know, five at the back. Gineppo does like to um, get back in line to play left back even when he's not asked to, doesn't he? Um, so, yeah, a lot of the time it was a 5-4-1, I suppose. 5-1-4-1. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That doesn't um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not an exciting lineman up, isn't it? Is it? I mean, it would just take Teller or Broy being on there for you to go, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, let's have a look at this. Um, and the first half was pretty much as exciting as the lineup. <laughs> yeah, and th- with that lineup as well, I mean, I don't think it worked out too well for, for James Ward Prowse because he, he seemed to be, I don't know, too deep to attack and too advanced for his usual sitting role. So he was kind of like in between. So. And the way that we set up, it was kind of we're going to sit back deep and uh, you know keep keep the sheep keep the sheep keep the sheep yeah keep shape well and you know <laughs> <laughs> um, and there wasn't many chances of note really was there there was um, that Gineppo shot that was deflected over by Craig Dawson but other than that that first half was pretty bleak wasn't it Yeah I mean I, I still don't think it was as boring as the same fixture last year but um... <laughs> no that's true yeah. you, you don't even remember that one do you? It just like it just faded into um, non-existence. But yeah, I mean, Gineppo, he was looking a lot more positive um, out of the for, for the first half. I say Gineppo was one of the the better players. Um, as frustrating said, as he was still. As frustrating, but, no, but at least he, he he tries to get the shot off and um, trying to get the ball to Armstrong at some points. Um, who was I mean, he's pretty lonely up there more or less on his own for, for most of the match. i got to say, I felt a little bit sorry for, for Armstrong because the way we were set up with that one up top, he was never going to succeed, was he? He was never going to be able to drop bit deep and make things happen for himself. Didn't really have that support. Uh, and he's been, you know, he's been criticised for it. But I, I do think his energy was evident. He was all over the place, as was um, Elianusi. But there was just... I don't think there was enough movement in the squad, you know, going forward. They struggled to build um, passes and it was just it was it was more frustrating, especially as the second half wore on as well, because we just couldn't keep the ball then, could we? No, no. I mean, for, well, for patches anyway. But uh, yeah, it confused me that Armstrong was brought off because he wasn't that bad. Uh, I, I would have taken Redmond off personally. I was screaming for Teller, to be honest, I was. But Teller or Breuer, I'm fine with either. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting Brower, if I'm being honest. But um, Gineppo did make some runs into promising positions, like you mentioned. And Perot also. There was an occasion where Perot overlapped Gineppo and then got, got to whip in across. That was pleasing to see because, you know, I want to see more of that. I want to see I want to see Perot get into those positions and, and form a relationship with whoever is playing on the left, whether it's, you know, Theo, whether it's Elianusi, whether it's Stuart Armstrong or... Or, or Gineppo, then you, I want to see more of that from Perrault. That's what he was bought in for. That's what he did in France, you know, going around the outside of people, sticking that ball in, in, in dangerous areas because he was doing that as well. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, defensively, he wasn't bad either because Bowen didn't get much joy, nor nor did Sofau, and he's been causing left-backs all, all sorts of problems last year. Yeah, I think Perrault and uh, Gineppo, they linked up really well. And, um, yeah, Roman was putting in the odd sexy cross or two. I mean, again, nobody to get on the end of it uh, but yeah like you say that's what he's there for I'd like to keep that uh, that pairing for future matches it's just yeah, the other side that I've probably got questions about 
what do you do with the other side though? Stuart Armstrong comes back. When when he comes back, um, yeah. Neil Walcott coming back as well. Nathan Teller needs games, mate. Well, Armstrong and Livramento on the right, and Perot and Gennaro on the left. That could be quite dangerous, couldn't it? And where's Elianusi? On the bench. <laughs> yeah, this is what you get for scoring three goals this season. You sit on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Second half, it, it was it was poor. I think the, at least in the early stages, anyway, and it couldn't keep hold of the ball. It was frustrating for for me watching and just lack of options. They had to. They were op- um, opting to loft it upfield only to be dispossessed and then, you know, had to be very switched on. And I, I thought Stevens and Salisi were, were just excellent defensively. I mean, well, yeah, how, your thoughts on that tandem? Yeah, I mean, they were fantastic. I mean, so the Romeo and uh, Ward-Prowse didn't really have their best match. And it was a good job that Stevens and Salisu did, because uh, a lot of the time, especially Romeo was poor. Um, just losing the ball needlessly and carelessly. And Salisu and Stephen seem to have got their partnership down well and um, yeah, closing everything down. Just being a bit more bit more perceptive. Yeah. Quite encouraging. They're very good. Yeah, positionally superb, you know. Blocks, interceptions, tackles, aerial duels, all great. Plus, Stevens had that little extra, you know, carrying the ball into midfield to set Gineppo off on, on a few of those runs. Um, I do question Salisu's distribution. And, you know, you still feel that he needs to get used to the pace of the league um, and, you know, just gain more confidence on the ball, really. But that, that'll come. And I, I, can't, I can't see Bednarik and, and Lianko getting into the side at the moment. If those two are playing like that, Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, no, it's good that we've got those options there for rotation or if there's an injury. But, yeah, yeah. I think you've – I didn't think I'd be saying this, but, yeah, Jack fucking Stevens and Salisu is our back pair of choice. I know. It seems weird, doesn't it? It does. Mm. Romeo was yanked off early uh, for Diallo. Um, what's that? Feeling. <laughs> was that just because of the yellow or just put you think it was because he was playing poor happy ending or combination of both I mean he was <laughs> he banked up uh, yeah for a Grow combination up, to, come on it's an open goal mate um, yeah no he, he was poor I mean he was nursing that yellow from quite early on in the, in the first half and it was a matter of time and it was getting quite dirty towards the end wasn't it um, he did at the end, yeah. I mean, uh, Jack fucking Stevens and uh, Antonio, they went full WWE on the sidelines. Yeah, body um, slam, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just a, a weird kind of sideshow. Uh, but yeah, they both picked up a, a yellow. Stevens kind of cooled down, whereas Antonio didn't. Yeah, but this is the thing. This is what we do. We've got Prousey and Zaha. And now we've got this one. We've got Steven, uh, Stevens and Antonio for the return. And it's just like we we just managed to wind people up and get them sent off. Yeah, good. that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, and Stevens and Fernandes as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Look out yeah, for those in the returning games. Definitely. Um, Kevin, I was I was reading a lot of reports after the game as well, like, like I do, and uh, seeing what everybody else thought of, of the game. No one was mentioning McCarthy because I thought he had a great game. I thought he dealt with every single cross comfortably. He made a great save on a, on a Bowen volley. Yeah, yeah, that was good. No one mentioning him. I thought he was great. He did everything we needed him to do. 
Well, it's just I think it's because he didn't really have that much to do, to be honest. But whatever he uh, did, it, it crosses included, he was he dealt with it 100% perfectly. No problems whatsoever. He, he even had the ball back uh, pass back to him a few occasions, and there was no like turning away from the crowd, head and hands, because let's face it, we all do it. But it was just comfortable. If he's not talked about, then surely he's doing a good thing if you're a goalkeeper. I suppose so, but I mean, I've got it here in my notes. Um, it was the, the 32nd minute before he made his first save. He didn't really have anything to do. They only had three shots on target. And what asked if we? But um, I think we kept Plebiamski a lot busier than uh, they did Maka. Um, that, that but then he made the best save of the game, that volley, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did spill it initially, but he then fell on top of it. And um, yeah, that was, that was a bit nervy. Oh, that was the Antonio shot, wasn't it? I'm talking about the Bowen volley that he just pushed over the bar for a corner. That was... Some safe. Oh yeah. I mean that's that's two quite. Yeah, you're, I, I see you've got a point there. That's two quite out of those three. That's two quite decent saves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I'm just saying I thought he needed to be. I mean I haven't looked at the at the player ratings for the game, but I'm guessing that McCarthy's not going to be that high up because, like you said, he didn't really have that much to do. But at this point of the game, I was getting really really frustrated. I was chatting to the guy next to me, and we were both saying the same thing. There was a, no creativity. You just kept losing the ball West Ham on the attack for large portions um and yeah it just it couldn't keep it just couldn't get anything going not a lot of movement um, Livramento though Mush, very direct very different type of player that we've got especially at the back because if you well not just at the back I mean if you if you compare him with Redmond as soon as he touches the ball he's gone you know which is great he he did run into trouble on a few occasions and there was a few stray passes too but I like to see it because as long as we've got sufficient backup when he goes on those little mazy runs, I'm all for it because it, the confidence of the lad and, you know, the pace, the willingness to make things happen. It's it's exciting and it's just it's what you want to see as a fan. And it just give them the ball more often, I think. Yeah, I mean, when you've got your centre backs on good form, then you can afford to have players like Liverpool and Perot, uh that do get a bit further forward. But, yeah, the lack of creativity. I mean, I'd say that there was some creativity in the first half. Um, I think think Gianoppo was, was rather good. Uh, mm. But, yeah, Redmond, every time he got the ball, um, he, he was absolutely awful. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. With, with the, the directness of Liveramento and then comparing him with, with, with Redmond, it's not even close, really, is it? But it's, I don't think it's going to work against Man City, is it? I don't think Ralph is going to be as comfortable with... Livermento making those daring runs. Unless he has confidence is then. But I mean if we can get that defensive discipline, carry that over to the next match, you know, we might be with a chance of not disgracing ourselves. <laughs> I like it. That's the best we can hope for, just not disgracing ourselves. Seventy four minutes, Kevin. Broja. Broya. Ah see. Never gonna remember that. Broya. Broyana. Broyana. Okay. Yes. Uh, for Armstrong, uh, pivotal moment. I mean, at this point, I was, as I said, I was hoping for Teller for Redmond. I thought this would have been perfect for Teller, someone that can, or somebody else that's willing to get the ball deep and head in the right direction. Um, but Broya uh, was the decision, um, and a good one, and a immediate impact. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's strange that you take up Armstrong and effectively have no one up top. We're playing with what six in midfield. That's just yeah, it's, he is a forward, but he's you know he's not hanging up there waiting for the ball if you see what I mean he, he'll win the ball and then go on an insane run of 30-40 yards and pull off a wonder shot I mean uh, 
he he I wasn't excited at all um up until he came on. I say he was maybe a bit harsh, I said yesterday that he was the only exciting thing about that match. But in comparison, he really was. Uh he was the energy that we lacked in the first seventy four minutes. Well Gianapo had energy, Livermento had energy. Yeah, El- but Elianisi you know, had energy, but Elianisi didn't start running off the ball. There. The final product's not that I mean they they no. you know, they'll get the ball run to the box and then fall over whereas Breuer every time he got the ball you were right behind him encouraging him to to make the run and, and have a crack and shoot yeah really unfortunate that he hit the post just I mean, a couple of millimeters to the right and that would have that would have been bouncing back in the goal and yeah. Uh, that yeah that run the shot you know from outside the box as you said slamming yeah. on the post uh, he did better with that than he had any right to really because he had so much to do when he put the ball up in his own half. And I didn't think he'd be coming close, to be honest. But, you know, what a great end to that week, uh, to the week it would have been for him. But, yeah, fantastic, fantastic run. And then from the corner in the dying minutes, oh. uh, that header that was cleared off the line by by Dylan Rice. Again, yeah. inch or two more and he would have had a goal. 20 minutes on the field and you couldn't have asked for a better cameo from him, really, could you? incredible kev the, the ref copped a bit of flack and rightly so uh yeah. ralph showing his disgust and picking up a book in why did the ref not play on here no, i have no idea i mean a bit just trigger happiness i mean it was right in the dying seconds of the game wasn't it i mean it's debatable whether it was a yellow card at all for the foul on Gineppo. there wasn't much in it um but yeah you should have played the d- advantage of Gineppo, the clearance that he made made it to diallo and he had up there on the shit I did it again you just Broya. did it yeah <laughs> see I told you well, at least it wasn't at the end of that, that sentence um yeah he had Broya on the break there and we could have made another run of it another go of it but yeah ref stop play um sent off Antonio yeah thank you for that uh I did captain him on my fancy football team so that all worked out perfectly <laughs> sorry <laughs> Um, okay, my only my only defence, right? I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Probably not welcome, but okay, I'm going to do it anyway. Defence on David Coote is this: his eyes are on Antonio and the ball, right? He's made his mind up in a split second that he's sending off Antonio straight away. His eyes aren't looking at the counter or aren't looking where the ball landed. If you watch it again, it's facing the other way completely. As soon as as soon as Antonio's foot's gone in, the whistle's to his lips, so he hasn't seen it. So the only thing I can suggest is that if he had have seen it, I think he would have waved play on and, and sent Antonio off retrospectively. That being said, he needs to be looking and he needs to see out the play. That's his job. Um, and, and we should have you know, had the chance to, to go and win the game at least. And Ralph and, and every single fan has the right to be furious with that. But yeah, just if you look at it again, he's not even looking at it. So he doesn't even know that there's a break going off. Yeah, and that's definitely an oversight on his part. Yeah, it's a mistake. I'm not going to defend him for that, but I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't even know that he got sent off. I was furious with the uh, decision that I was, I was just com- confused. I had a few messages afterwards saying, what did you make of that? And I just said I was confused because I don't know why he, he stopped the play, thinking that he'd seen it go and then didn't. But when I looked back at it, I thought he hadn't even bloody looked. And then I, yeah, it wasn't until I was on the way home that I realised that Antonio got sent off. I did a Chris Kamara didn't know <laughs> i was so furious i was looking at ralph because he was he was going mental but yeah i just didn't 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 notice brilliant so you didn't know that antonio had been sent off no nope, not at all, all right <laughs> i was too busy like looking at the other way i was just like getting involved with the fans and like so, you know showing my disgust and 
shouting abuse to the ref and stuff. I didn't, I didn't see him leave the field. The field. I was just, I was just enraged. Yeah, I mean, it would have been confusing if you'd missed the incident and uh, seen Antonio be sent off and then Ralph complaining about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, my, in my defence, it was the other side of the field to me. So yeah, that that's that's what I'm going with. And I was angry. I wasn't drunk. I was angry. Um, but it was a point, nevertheless. And look, West Ham have been playing well this season. The goals have been easy for them so far. But, you know, we stopped them. We defended deeper. Antonio was kept quiet. But we do need that spark going forward because we can't play with one up top. And we need to find that balance, don't we? We need, You know, we got we got it right behind the ball, but we should have been so much better with it. And um, the movement, I think, is a big issue. Yeah, but I mean, on the whole, I mean, it was the plan uh, to play a little bit differently, sit, like you said, a little bit deeper, try and get the chances on the counter-attack. And Ralph admitted that much after the match. Um, and I think it, it did work well. West Ham didn't have much luck in front of goal, just like United before them. And when we ploughed on the pressure, we had the better of the chances. And it could have easily gone our way and we could have come away with three points. So I think... Fair play to Ralph for, for trying it, but I, again, some of the performances were, were lacklustre and how Redmond played 90 minutes is, is beyond me. Do you think that Ralph was setting us up to not lose as opposed to go for the win? Yeah, possibly. I mean, you can't blame him. West, West Ham are a good side. They're playing well and um, they always um, beat the shit out of us, basically. And um, with, you know, Having an informed striker like Antonio and dealing with him and frustrating him to the point that he gets sent off, I mean, that's definitely a success. Oh, yes, I agree. Um, I'm going to focus on on the main man at the moment, um, Broya. Uh, ha- had a good week for Albania, as, as you said, riding that wave, named on the bench. I just turned 20 on Friday, by the way. So, yeah, happy birthday. Uh, could have been one of the best weeks of his life, couldn't it, if he'd have got the winner there. Um, he came on with 20 minutes to go and he's had the best two chances of the game. Just a fantastic effort. And I'm going to ask you, do you think he's going to start against Man City? Uh, that's a Shea, tough one. Isn't Shea it? likes a goal against City. Just putting it out there. Yeah, I, you, you, you would want to try them together. Um, maybe having them as a super sub could be an option there. But I think, you know, when we're playing teams that are a little bit weaker than City, uh, you would want to see them at the start. Yeah. Against Sheffield United. Yeah, definitely needs to start that, definitely. He's got two goals in the last round, don't forget. Um, did, you get, did you get any stats, Kevin? Just the regulars, 58% possession for West Ham to our 42. Uh, we had 11 shots, three on target. They had 14, three on target. Uh, we had five corners, there four. Um, a lot of fouls, 10 fouls. We had um, 12 for them. Yeah, it's quite a few so yellow stat- cards just about. The stats would suggest a fair even match then. Yeah, um, XG 0.67 to 0.73. Who, who, so, sorry, who, who was the best XG? Slightly better to West Ham, 0.73. Mm. Mm, that's surprising. So a draw, yeah, it's a fair result. Yeah, OK. But yeah, point was well deserved. But I mean, the stats don't show what, what could have been if the ref had done his job properly, really, do they? But, you know, I don't want to dwell on that anymore because that doesn't show up on the stats. No, no, there's nothing you can do about it. No, it's not like VAR can say like, oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> given that run on. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. 
Um, man of the match, Kevin? Um, yeah, I mean, I've talked about most of the other performers, but um, yeah, Salisu, the wall, uh, he kept Antonio at bay well. Um, look at him, I think he won more duels than a, a game of Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah, Mo, Mo Salisu. Okay, um, well, I, I think Brogia needs to be in contention, right? But, because, you know, but he didn't have long, did he? So, but in that time, he got me out of my seat more than anyone. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. It has to go with one of the back two because they are nullified Antonio. Um, tackles, interceptions, blocks, passes, carries, whatever. But I'm going to go with Stevens just because he adds that extra string to his bow and with his ball carrying. Um, he made that trip to midfield on a number of occasions. And, yeah, I, I have to give it to him for that. But I, I just wish that we'd get this this version of Stevens every week because it's just too inconsistent, isn't it? Yeah, and he's, he seems to have got his communication sorted. Yeah, they, they've got their role sorted. But we don't need a Bednarek coming into the team now and disrupting that, right? Well, no. No. No, 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 indeed. Um, 14th in the league now, three points, three draws and a loss. Um, Man City next. <laughs> Peace, piss. Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. OK, now we'd like to welcome Tim. Tim, how are you and your thoughts on yesterday? So last weekend, I got stung by two hornets when I was out Ouch. on a walk and a hike in the Blue Ridge Mountains on tennis in, uh, in Virginia. And last night we had a hornet's nest that was in, in our deck or on the top of our deck area. So I sprayed that at night and they just kamikaze dive bombed out straight into me and I got stung twice again. Oh my so God. I have four, and within six days I've been stung by a hornet four times and it hurts and it stings and I'm all sorts of bitchy right now. So not a fun, fun person. That's bad. That's bad luck. Yeah. So, well, Tim, preview Man City for us, then. <laughs> yeah, Man City. Man City. Uh, nickname? Citizens, assholes, champions. Take them all, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that game is Saturday the 18th of September, 3 o'clock kickoff. That's at uh, the Etihad Stadium. Uh, famous fans, go. Gallagher's. Um, That's it. That's all you can yeah. do. Okay, I got, I got Liam Gallagher, Noel Gallagher, Timothy Dalton, uh, Freddie Flintoff, uh, Damon Goff, but a badly drawn boy. Ricky Hatton, Johnny Marr. There Ricky we go. Hatton, yeah. Yes. And Johnny Marr, Johnny Marr. Uh, yeah, Tim, the champions then uh, in their own backyard. Doesn't get much tougher than that, right? Um, but, I mean, I suppose the only silver lining, if there is one, they play their opening Champions League fixture on Wednesday night against Leipzig. Are, there, are their heads going to be in this more than us? You know, it, could be a good time as any to go to the Etihad. Plus, you know, 90% of their squad has been involved in internationals recently. So little old underestimated Saints sandwiched in the middle of them. Can we exploit this, exploit this at all? Or rather, will City allow us to exploit? This? Yeah, I was just about to say that because not only do they have the Champions League on Wednesday, the 15th, they've got us butted up against, well, Wickham at home on for the Carabao Cup, their cup as in Man City since they win that thing all the damn time on the <laughs> 21st. So what I'm really hoping for is that they're, they just keep their heads a little bit different and they're having their different perspective all the time um, because hopefully, you know, we can – muster out some sort of semblance of a successful uh, you know game uh, i know we played that 5-2 game where we 
got a scored a, scored a few goals, had a good attacking opportunities, but obviously leaked at the back. So I'm hoping that that's not the case. But leading into it all, so Man City, they lost their first game against Tottenham with Spurs uh, 1-0, and then they've been on a tear ever since. Uh, although they didn't really have a tear yesterday when they just beat uh, Leicester 1-0. So going into that, uh, they're obviously the champions. They didn't beat, they didn't win the UCL, so that's their, <laughs> uh, that's what they're pushing for right now. Grealish, brand new this year, 100 million pounds release clause. Um, beyond that, they let Aguero left over the summer, and I'm sure they're going to miss him. They're going to build a statue of him, but. Um, they didn't replace fully replace him. They expect Ferran Torres to be his, the center forward, which is crazy to think about since all they ha- they have so many wingers that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, Pep uh, doesn't, like, that... doesn't like number nines, does he? He just plays his midfielders out there. He can do it. Yeah. Yeah, he just uh, – and they used to put Gabriel Jesus up there, and Jesus is much better on the right wing. So let's hope that he sticks Jesus up there because that would be best for us because he does not thrive in that position as he does in right wing, which he dominates. Um, but so normally they have a four three three, but because it's us, I expect it to be much more of a three four three if we sit back, um, which is also to be expected. <clears throat> With those lineup of games, it's a complete crapshoot picking who's going to be in the Man City lineup. It's really, really hard. Um, who knows what's going to happen? I don't. You guys don't. Outside of um, Ederson is pretty much the stable point. He's in there. Uh, Zach Steffen is out with COVID, their backup. Uh, and so Scott Carson's been the deputy on the bench just in case things go on. Uh, looking at their left back rotation, oh, geez. You know, I've, they've got uh, Zinchenko, Akai's played there. And he's played if, – if they're doing a 3-4-3, he'll be the left side center back, but he's also played as a left back. Uh, Cancelo is normally a right back, but he's deputized over on the left side because he is clearly the best option between those. And then obviously um, I won't mention his name, but they've lost another left back um, for – the rest of his career. Uh, beyond that, pick uh, with center comes to center backs. Pick your poison. Nathan Ake, uh, Laporte, Diaz, Stones. Two of those four are gonna are gonna be there. And then you've got uh, Kyle Walker, which is probably gonna be the right back. Or if they don't, they wish to give Walker a break, Cancelo will be the right back in, uh, for them. Tons of midfield options, tons of rotation. They usually play with one DM, and that's either Rodri or Fernandinho. I've just picked Fernandinho because I feel like Rodri is going to play against Red Bull Leipzig, and they're going to rotate Fernandinho in, or vice versa. So if Fernandinho plays against Leipzig, then it'll be Rodri. Then KDB will be rotated in and Gungdigan. Uh, Foden is finally coming back from injury, so I expect him to play against us and or definitely play against Wickham. I don't think he'll play against Leipzig. I don't think they're going to push him out just yet. And Grealish is the man. He's been locked in every starting matchup, so I expect him to play all the Premier League games. Uh, he definitely won't play against Wickham, and I expect him, though, to be rotated in, either in su- either starting and in, in subbed out or as a sub in against Leipzig. Um, just because he's got so many miles on him playing w- with the internationals as well. Uh, looking at our key battle... So last week or two weeks ago when we talked about it, Antonio was the uh, was the difference maker. He's strong and physical. And guess what? Stevens and Salisi shut him down. And I love it. It was fantastic from them. 
they are obviously a great one-two punch in that game. Steven or Salisu was my man of the match. I feel like he was literally everywhere. Stevens, you know, uh, doing his uh, doing his shit talking throughout the way. Uh, got a yellow card. Got that first yellow card, which then got Antonio sent off with a red card. Love it. Sorry about you, uh, you fantasy players who had <laughs> Kevin, him in the lineup. Kevin, I Kevin. <laughs> I did not. I do not never I never buy into Antonio because I feel like he's going to get injured. I did not expect him to get a red card though, uh, so he'll play against uh, whomever they're playing in Europa on Thursday and then be out against uh, whomever they're playing. I think they're playing no, they're playing United. They got, they got Man next, United next, next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, he'll be out against United. Red Star Belgrade. I don't know. No, um, uh, Zagreb. Dynamo Zagreb. Dynamo Zagreb. Yeah. So he'll play again. He'll play full, a full ninety against them as long as his lower back injury, which he kind of had, was showing up. And then eventually he'll pull a hammy and be out for between six to eight weeks throughout the rest of the throughout the rest of the year. Um, yeah, so they're going to be there's tons of rotations. So the problem is, is you don't know who is going to be there. I've uh, if any of the outfield players that I expect to play more than anybody else, I feel like it's going to be Grealish. So it's a matter of controlling Grealish uh, and being able to maintain who, him. So it's all over the place. I don't know what to expect, but I do think they'll push for a 3-4-3, but more likely just that 4-3-3. Our formation, we played pretty much, what was it, a 4-1-4-1 this past week where we sat back and it really slipped up West Ham. And I want to give props to Ralph for that. Uh, It definitely lacked teeth going forward and only until Broha came on was when we had any sort of semblance of chances. And that, to me, was a great opportunity for him to showcase his skills. So what's going to happen? If you look back at the previous Man City games, we've rotated in a couple of different players. Weird, we played uh, we played Stevens as like a center, uh, as kind of like a DM in, in, one, in one of the games. I think it's going to be more of a pure 5-3-2 with Bednarik, Salisu, and Stevens. And then I think Walker Peters is going to be on the left, similar to how he was against Man United and trying to control Jaden Sancho or whomever was in the right wing at that time. I don't think. Yeah, I think Sancho started. Yeah. And then Livermento on the right. I think I don't think Perot deserves to be dropped, but I think Walker Peters is better, a little bit more def- better defensively, although Perot can step it up and be just fine. I thought Perot uh, was excellent a, yesterday. Yeah, it's. It's such a good problem where we thought our fullback depth was going to be absolute ass, and now we have you know, three, yeah. and then yeah, yeah and then problem. we've yeah we've got Terry Small who's deputized. I don't think we're he's not going to see the field until the Carabao Cup game, um, which is going to be exciting if he's fit enough. Yeah, he's he's out with a knee injury at the moment. Okay, um, seeing all that, if if we're doing a five three two, then uh, Ward Prowse, Romeo, and Elianusi. Alongside, I think with the two up top, I think it's going to be Adams and, and Broha. I think they're Broha's going to uh, earned his piece and he's going to get in. And Armstrong, if he was sitting on the sitting on the ground for a little bit, might need a little bit of a break. And he could definitely run him down and uh, be a menace later on in the game if we're holding a you know a draw a zero zero one one draw. But more than likely, he'll be chasing down to try and hopefully see that a mistake will be given by. Zinchenko or Akai or whomever else is playing in the back there and try and skate one uh, skate one through. Excellent, Tim. Um, prediction from you then? Uh, 3-1. To Saints, yeah? Uh, no. <laughs> 3-1. I do think we'll score. I really do. I think that's just – I think they're, they can they can leak enough 
and they're going to have a lapse of judgment, but ultimately they'll have three. I think um, City are going to have three also, and I don't think Saints are going to score at all. I think it's going to be completely controlled. Um, just a you know a natural performance from Man City, a nice coast coasting victory. So yeah, I'm going to go three 0 City. How about you, Mesh? I'm slightly more optimistic. Don't see us getting a goal either, though. Uh, I think that City will come out two nil victors. Okay. Um, Alex also agrees with you, Kevin. Uh-huh. He thinks 2-0 City. Um, Gemma is going for the same as I did, a 3-0 City. And Caitlin is going for a 2-1 City. Yeah, and what about Abby? Uh, it's 3-0 as well. Oh. She didn't think they were going to score because she watched the game for me while I was playing soccer earlier. And she's like, this team does not have any attack. Like they, they barely touch. <laughs> she she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, I say she's learning as well. She's, she's learning. She's learning. <laughs> um, but that is because of the way we set up, right? I mean, I think Adams is probably going to play against City, isn't he? So we'll have a slightly different formation. Yeah. Um, Marina. That being said, yeah, Marina um, agrees with Caitlin that we're going to lose two one. Every single one, all eight of us going for City wins. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Perfect. Yes, that is it for uh, for Tim. Um, you obviously are working right now, aren't you? So you need to get back to work. <laughs> but yeah, I want to thank you again yeah. for uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat to us again today and preparing us for the daunting task that is Manchester City. Yeah, wish you all the best and go damn, and, go and treat those hornet stings, will you? Yeah, that's, they <laughs> hurt. <laughs> Christ, what what can you do to treat the hornet sting? Just Benadryl. Uh, Benadryl like cream, so Benadryl pills, whiskey, slow the reaction. Uh, there's a cream to subtle uh, to soothe it, uh, and you can put ice packs on it as well. Yeah, and whiskey just to. Actually, that's not a half bad idea. I might take yeah. a shot later. Yeah, d- just quite a few. Quite a few. If it, it, it gets really, if it gets really bad, I think I'll. Uh... Well, you said power drill. The first <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Thanks. Right, yeah, Tim. Uh, thanks, mate, and I'll um, speak to you next week. Appreciate it. All right, see you, Tim. Bye now. Hi, I'm Matt Letizier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, extra time. Uh, we start, as usual, with the predictions then. Uh, West Ham, we all went West Ham wins. Actually, no, I tell her, like, Alex went a Saints win, but no points scored because it was a draw. Uh, so it remains me on nine, you on nine, Tim on six, and Alex on two. Uh, wife Wars, Kev. Wife Wars. Okay. So nobody got an exact score. Uh, Marina thought Saints were going to win, so sh- she stays on nine points. That's shocking because Gemma always goes nil-nil. Exactly. The one time she doesn't go nil-nil, <laughs> it's a nil-nil. So, yeah, Gemma stays second on eight points, but uh, Abby and Caitlin, with a correct result, score two points each. What did Gemma go for, by six. the way? She went for a 2 0 West Ham win. Super Six, then. Uh, still join our league, by the way. I see there's new people joining all the time. So if you want to find out um, our code, or, well, I'll give you the code right now if you like. It's YZLCSM. So yeah, join the league. Your points will be rolled over. No problem. Uh, round six uh, was won by James Mitchell with 12 points, which left the overall lead to Colin Carter with 61. I was currently, well, I was sat in third place on. 46 points if you're interested. Uh, but then round seven happened yesterday, 
Uh, Yasmin Wiseman wins that with 16 oh, points. Yeah. Um, an overall lead, Colin Carter still hangs on with 69. Uh, and I'm still in third, actually, on 52 points. So I'm pleased with my performance this season. Um, I'm not, however, pleased with my fantasy football this season. So, uh, yeah, Kev, how, how's everything going with fantasy football? Yeah, can we not? We can just not talk about us. That's fine. Yeah, just just bin it off. You know, I'm 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 taking it less and less seriously every season, just because uh, when you think it shit. can't get any worse, yeah, uh, your captain gets sent off. Well, you know. I made a mistake with Sofal, though. I put him on the bench and I put Wamba Saka in instead, thinking that, you know, that would be a best option. But Sofal scores six and Wamba Saka scores me two. So, yeah, not happy with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, not only is my team shit, it's also worthless. Uh, all of my players seem to be losing value as well. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, me, 31 points uh, below average this week uh, so far. I got 45 points. That's not too bad, is it? It's not great. It looks like um, Freddie sneaking his way to the top of our Podders League. Uh, 46 points for the week, putting him on 182. Uh, so Matt's to 70 uh, in the big league. Okay, so our top three uh, looks like follows. Uh, Lucy Heinert in third, crying without Ings, 295. Bobby Brown's Magical Saints on 304, and Sam Toomer with Haven't Jot a Clue, 307. <laughs> Has he got Jota in his team? New entry. It's like the no, chance. he hasn't. He hasn't. Oh, that's bad. See, I, I, my, mine's called Pain in Diaz, so I have to have Diaz. It just has to be done. If I take him out, I change the team name. Mm. It, it just won't work. I've got no need to take him out next week anyway, have I? Because he's definitely mm. going to get a clean sheet. He has done what a lot of people have done and brought in Ronaldo and captained him, which worked out well. Have you not considered that? I did consider it, but I don't think... I mean, I've got Salah and Fernandez anyway, so I thought it's, I'm going to have to take one of those out because they're, they, they're worth a lot. And, and Fernandez did me did me well yesterday. I captained him, so I, I don't know. I, it's probably a good idea. Let's face it, he's going to play. But I just figured at his age, he's not going to play a lot more than than Salah or or, or Bruno. So yeah, that, that was my reasoning. But I guess we've slightly proven wrong so far. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just going to prove everybody wrong, isn't he? Did you see the speed he ran at? Thirty six years old. My goodness. Clocked, he clocked over twenty miles an hour apparently. And yeah, sharp as a tack. Yeah. Um, Russian phrase, Kevin. Yes. So this week's Russian phrase is pod malatkami. Pod mullet coming. Pod mullet coming. Pod mullet coming. Pod mullet coming. Under the hammers. Oh, uh, okay. Right, okay. Perfect. Under the hammers. Before we go, I just want to mention our Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, a reminder again, if you appreciate what we do um, and feel like that you want to buy us a pint or feel like we're worth a pint, then please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. It would be really, really well appreciated. Um, least of all, I mean, because we... We spend a lot of time doing this, don't we, Kev? And it that takes up a lot of our day, uh, and we do piss off our wives quite a bit. So yeah. that's got to be worth a pint. At least a swift half each. At least, yeah. Uh, next week, we'll be looking into the, the City game, and we have two games to preview as our return to the Carabao Cup. Um, Sheffield United, um, of course, and then the home game on the 26th against Wolves the following Sunday. That will be live on Sky, by the way. Um, so... Until then, 
Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.